Welcome to Banter and Such. I'm Brando. And I'm Owen. And today we are talking about Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Put on your fake masks. Put yep. on the voice modulators. About to stretch my face. It's <laughs> become the man of many faces. The, the man of craziness <laughs> and amazing stunts. And over-the-topness. He has ruled the box office for two summers now. Except for kind of this movie. Oh, uh-oh. It's doing kind of okay, not that great. Well, Brando. You know what? We're going to get into some BS. Before we get into Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1, we want to give you guys a heads up on some Helios Network stuff. The first is a confession. I have no business making websites, and yet I made our website. <laughs> it's www.theheliosnetwork.com, and I am proud of it, even though it is just okay. It's a template, but on it, it's got our merch which is amazing. I'm wearing a Master Debater hat right now. I love it. I love it. Check out theheliosnetwork.com for the merch and all the cool stuff. If you'd like to support the show, there is a Patreon and the link is in the show description. You support the show, you support the network, get access to bonus banter, and uh, you can slide into Brando's DMs on a nightly basis. That's right. Yep. Because that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it is just me and you. Yeah. So I want to do a little bro yeah, catch up. We, we've been purposely trying to, uh, you know, steer away from so many guests uh, this season. We don't like other people. Well, yeah, no. Everybody sucks besides, I'm, I'm besides you and me. I'm shrinking my social circle to just you. And the Master and Debaters crew. The Master and Debaters guys <laughs> and, like, my dog and my daughters and yes. my wife. Oh, you know, I love how your wife was last on that one. Uh, well, I remembered yeah. her, and I was like, well, yeah, that's right. Well, we still hang out. Hey, it's, uh, you know, having guests is great. We love having guests. It's nothing against any of our previous guests. It's just, no, you know. we have great guests. We have, yeah. Oh, yeah, all the time. But it's just, you know, Brandon and I, we, we enjoy, we was like, hey, let's slow it down and not be so reliant on other people and just, you know, bro it out every single episode. Just yeah. you and me. And talking about broing it out, mm -hmm. this movie was so good it was it was a lot of fun it was a lot of fun so i i said in the intro where tom cruise now has in my opinion dominated the box office in two summers back to back so we had top gun maverick last year yeah which was the biggest movie was, since was it the biggest of the year right biggest of the year and i think the, the most successful movie since covid yeah and yeah, so, COVID was a huge yeah. hit. But you're saying that this is COVID was the biggest hit ever. Yeah, it yeah. made over two it billion. It was so good. Yeah. It shut down the world yeah. for two years. It yeah. finally took James Cameron <laughs> off of the of the top spot. You know, and it was and it was God. It was made by God. Or I don't know, a, a lab in China. I don't know where it was made. I don't know. We're not getting into politics here. It's just jokes, people. It's just jokes. Mm. We've had a lot to drink already. Yeah, we're sipping on some whiskey cokes. Uh, I'm <laughs> I'm I'm getting back like straight '90s era, like whiskey cokes. Yeah, uh, Sprite and tequila. Like, I, I always go with your recommendations. Yeah, you got me into like bourbons and stuff. Yeah, where I, I have I have a noticeably more sophisticated palate than I did before I met you. You know, and, that, and that's yeah. you. So anytime you're like oh. you're like, well, what do you want? I'm like, well, what are you drinking? <laughs> yeah. Well, because my thing is, like, I, I, I live in a duplicitous world. Like, I love the finer, like, let's go craziness. Like, in Titanic, I am both 
Jack and uh, Billy Zane and Billy Zane. Yeah, like I love the like, hey, let's dress up, <laughs> let's like eat. I'm not a caviar fan, so that makes me Jack. But like, let's just have like the most extravagant meal of our lives. Yeah. Let's go sip cigar or like sip brandy, smoke cigars until the wee hours of the night. But I'm also like, hey, can I just get like a four dollar beer and just get drunk and hang out with my friends? Yeah, like some of your cocktails would have made it into the lifeboats of the Titanic. <laughs> And the rest of your cocktails are locked yes. down in the bottle. Oh my gosh. Is it too soon? Is it too soon? No, I, I it's mean, been like it, 115 years. Something like that, we right? We can make yeah. that joke. <laughs> We're not even talking about Titanic today. Uh, excuse me, if you are one of Owen's fancy cocktails, can you uh, proceed to the front of the line and you can get on any lifeboat you want. If you are just a beer and shot Owen cocktail, Get back in the bottom of the boat. Jackson Cokes first. <laughs> That's like the women and children yeah. equivalent. Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, Jack My Daniels fa- makes it off the boat. No, it doesn't. Jack Daniels and is a- not. Angel envy is just going down. Well, well flip that. Flip that. <laughs> well, that's what I'm, but that's, yeah. yeah, that's. There would be yeah. flipped. Yeah. No, Jack Daniels is at the bottom of the boat dying. Angel's envy is, well, I was thinking is on J- the lifeboat. Yeah. Jack. Okay. Yeah. Jack, Jack is, is in Jack. Jack, 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 like the movie, uh, uh, Leo, he was Jack. Oh, yeah, oh, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, okay, so Jack and Jack, oh, yeah. that was done. <laughs> Anyways, uh, okay, so you were saying Mission Impossible isn't doing that good? So it came out before, uh, so right now it's the Barbenheimer craze. Yeah. Uh, Barbie and Oppenheimer, they scheduled those movies in the same weekend, they released in the same weekend, which was, as we're recording it this past weekend. Yes. And thinking like, there's not going to be a lot of crossover. It's not competition because those are two completely different audiences, right? Yeah. Except it's become a thing and people have been talking about it. Uh, and we're actually going to do an episode on it. It's 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 a lot of fun stuff going on. But it was one week after Mission Impossible. Yeah. And here's the thing is... Didn't like Barbie make like 180 million opening weekend or something like that. It's it's huge. It's and then doing huge. Oppenheimer right did like 90. I it's say. it is also big. Not as big yeah. as Barbie, but it's still yeah. very big. But the thing is, is you're they're contractually obligated to get the premium theaters, like the IMAX and yes. stuff, when they come out. So when they release a movie, yep. they're like, those IMAXs belong to Mission Impossible. But here's the thing: Oppenheimer comes along, Christopher Nolan movie. And he negotiated, well, then when I release my movie, I get my premium. So yep. Mission Impossible has lost all the IMAXs. So that was funny because I didn't get to see Dead Reckoning until after Oppenheimer came out. Oh, yeah. And so I was like, went on Fandango. I was like, I'm going to go see it in IMAX, whole nine yards. There was no IMAX showing in a 50-mile radius yeah, yeah. because of Oppenheimer. It's it's taking them all. I want to say Barbenheimer. Yeah. I mean, it's you, just Barbenheimer You can now. say them both. Yeah. <laughs> we know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's crazy. And the craziest thing, too, is like it's coming off of this huge, huge hype because the last Mission Impossible movie was Fallout, which was the best best, one. The best Mission Impossible. It's even better than Dead Reckoning, but that's not saying Dead Reckoning was bad. And I even said, like, I put it up there with like one of the best action movies ever. Oh, 100%. Like, yeah. I mean, it made the most money. You had Henry Cavill. Uh, reloading his his, uh, his his magical arms, his, his giant biceps, his biceps. Yeah. The- Can that man play a role that isn't super buff? Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, no, no. Yeah. But like, so, and then the next Tom Cruise movie is uh, Top Gun. Yeah, Top Gun Maverick, which Did is like one point five billion dollars, like massive, massive success. So now everyone is this is like people are going nuts. They're like, dude, Tom Cruise is on fire. Now he's coming out with the next. Uh, Mission Impossible movie, and it's just this weird 
like mixture of circumstances where like they just happen to release it right before this Barbie Oppenheimer thing that has like swept the nation. And yeah. oh uh, man, it's it's $120 million so far. Yeah, which is not good for a movie that budget. Yeah, I like, mean, yeah. It, they're estimating it was close to $300 million because of COVID yeah. stuff that happened, yeah. So money-wise, it's not doing that great. It's not doing that hot. And it's and it's not oh, because okay, it's wait, a bad so movie. So I'm saying it now. That was, so $118 million domestically, yeah. $252 million internationally, so it's $370 million worldwide. Yeah, which, which is, the thing is, it that's not bad. It's not terrible. Uh, it's not you know flashing so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not Indiana it's, Jones. It's not map. Uh, well, yeah. It's not dialing the destiny. Oh, if if you get my drift, <laughs> the destiny of doom and dysentery. But isn't that crazy? How like this has been like the summer of like these huge huge flops too. Okay, this might. I'll say uh, save this for bonus banter. But last week I, I had a conversation. Was last week we did Indiana Jones? No, last week was. I don't, I don't remember know. what episode we've done. Well, I don't even point. know. What are we talking about right now? I was don't last even week know. Titanic? Last week was Titanic. Uh, I think in the two weeks ago, the Indiana Jones thing, I was talking about how bad the summer blockbusters have been yeah. and how much I was looking forward to Dead Reckoning. And uh, I kind of, you you brought, you proposed the idea. It was like, because all these movies were COVID movies. Yeah. I was like, no, that can't be a well, thing. That, because they had that inflated budget. budget yeah. And yeah. now I'm thinking, like, after seeing Dead Reckoning, Maybe we're, we really are facing the 2020 movies. Yeah, you know. So, anyways, uh, let's let's nerd out about this movie. I want to I want to get into this movie. Well, I mean, was it good? Did you like it? I absolutely loved this movie. I do have some gripes, some complaints with it. They're super minor, but overall, uh, Tom Cruise can do no wrong. Yeah, uh, I I actually can't think of a bad Tom Cruise movie. I'm, I've been trying to go through it. I think we talked about it a little bit in the Maverick episode. He was, but... in, he was in that movie with uh, Katie Holmes where he uh, uh, joined a cult and then sucked her into it and then ruined her life. I think that was a, uh, that's a documentary. That's real life. That's real life. Oh, sorry. I'm pretty Never sure mind. that was real yeah. life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One out of yeah. five stars. Yeah, well, uh, can we go lower than five? Well, you got to give it a star. <laughs> that's how the rating but, system works. But I don't like that. <laughs> Because I don't even want to give it one star. <laughs> Is there a way to give zero? Can I at least give zero? Okay. We're just talking about a movie, so we're okay. not talking about yeah. his whatever decisions. But yeah, movie-wise, wow, what a what a career, man. I mean, okay, so I, I got it. The Mummy. That that might be legitimately the worst. Well, it's one but, of the worst but, movies ever. Well, do you... But the it's thing is, terri- it's like no, it's terrible. It's not. It's not watchable. It's that movie is not really? watchable. I it didn't is, think it was that bad. It was atrocious. I didn't think it was good, but it was atrocious. Yeah, you can't take the one of the most beloved actors of our generation, Brendan Fraser, and his most iconic movie franchise, and then do nothing with it, like reboot for it. fifteen years or I think thirteen years. Yeah, and it was it was shite. It was utter. You know that shot. movie could have easily been a sequel to the Brendan Fraser Mummy movies too. No, but they had to re. Uh, because that took place in like the twenties. So. Yeah, but this was twenty seventeen. This movie came out in twenty seventeen, and this was like the the era of like starting to reboot. You remember like twenty fifteen is when like the the rebooting yeah. was starting to be a thing. Yeah. So the the millennia nostalgia bait. Yeah. Was beginning. But man, okay, I love this movie. Over the top action, interesting story. Loved the bad guy. Still could turn my brain off. And yeah. just enjoy it, right? Like, and that's what I want from movies, especially action movies. So I loved it. What about you, Brando? I really enjoyed it. Um, it's it, it, it's this is like this is a good one. Like we talked about. Uh, like I actually in, had some enjoyment with Flash. I had some enjoyment with 
Indiana Jones and Dial of Destiny. But that was like, yeah, I liked it, but I recognize it's not good. You know what I mean? Especially with Flash. It's like, I recognize it's not a good movie, but there are parts of it that are like, I don't think it's it should be bombing as bad as it is. But with Mission Impossible, it was like, this is a good movie, man. Like, I'm like, yeah. like, this is what, and it's a spectacle movie too. We talked about this in the Titanic episode, how Titanic was like hard, like pr- mostly no spectacle. It's yeah. just like great, like characters and stories. Whereas Mission Impossible knows what it is. It's like, look, we're not trying to be Shawshank Redemption nope. here. This is this is a spectacle movie, and they do spectacle so good, and that's why yes. you come to the theater. And it is it like I'm sitting there, I'm like, this action is so great and so and, much fun. And the fact that like he Tom Cruise tries to make it as practical as possible. Yeah, Tom Cruise is a Christopher Nolan of actors. He does. He does the Tom everything, Cruise thing. Yeah, yeah. He, he he just does wants to do everything practically. I mean, like in the last one, Fallout, he hangs off the side of a plane. Practical. Yeah. He did that Halo jump. Practical. Yeah. And in this movie, he does. He did the base jump off the mountain. Practical as well. Yeah, the motorcycle. Yeah. Uh, cliff jump and all the driving in all of his movies. It's insane. And this is why. I, and he's I, he's actually like really accomplished on a motorcycle. Yeah. Like he has like legit. Is there motorcycle anything skills. this man can't do besides have a personality? He's a real pilot. He's yeah. He does that too. He does. He does. Uh, he, apparently, he all the stunt driving he, he does himself. Yeah. Apparently, all the directors he's worked he's worked with and all the stunt coordinators he's worked with have all said he is the best stunt driver in Hollywood. That's not surprising. Yeah. That's not surprising. I mean, and he he runs a lot. He's I know he does a lot well, of the yeah. running and jumping thing, but he has even even so much that it's become a meme where it's oh, like one hundred percent. He has to run in a movie to I've show that he can YouTube still run. YouTube videos of people holding competitions. <laughs> on who could do the best Tom Cruise run impersonation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you have you seen uh who can do the best Steven Seagal run impersonation? I have seen that. Have you seen Steven Seagal run? It it, it is so bad. He runs, he flops his so, arms so one, down by his hips. So when he runs. one arm does like a windmill movement. He's he's like pushing the to, air behind to try him. To, and then the other arm just kind of <laughs> flops around like a limp dick out of water. It just it suddenly it's it's Watching Steven Seagal run is the funniest thing. And it's, it's so, so funny because the reason I brought it up is because, like, we just watched uh, the Mission Impossible movie. Yeah. And, like, like Tom Cruise is, like, 61. Yeah, he's, he's 60. 60 or 61 or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, like, there's a scene in this movie where he's just sprinting at full blast. And, like, he, he looks like a straight athlete with legit form. Like, he looks like that dude is real. Like, yeah. Like, he, that dude looks like he's going 100 miles an hour. So let me ask you a question. You can be, you can have Tom Cruise's body, yeah, athleticism, and everything. Okay, Mo- the money, the women, the power. Okay, you don't. Ha- I'll, I'll take out Scientology. All right, but you have to have the middle tooth. Would you take it? <laughs> okay, just to clarify, <laughs> for people who don't know, he has a tooth in the very, very middle middle of his mouth. Yes, and once you see it, you cannot unsee it. Uh, it is so bad. No, I, well, I don't know. I mean, he's 16. He looks, he's in great shape. He, yeah, I would 100% do it. I am like yeah. way younger than him and not and nearly. <laughs> Neither <laughs> am I. But okay, so let's talk about this movie a little bit more. So we, we both like the movie. Here's my thing. All right, let, let's get into storyline. Storyline. Yeah. So the story is actually really interesting. It's one of the more kind of confusing ones. Like this movie felt like very much like a throwback to the first Mission Impossible, like how it was filmed, the camera angles. Like well, all Kittredge. this stuff, and Kittredge was back in it. Yeah, who was uh, in the very first movie? Yeah, and so 
it, is, it felt like a little bit more kind of whodunit a little bit. Uh-huh. But the, so the storyline, I actually really like it where AI is the enemy. It, it is the entity. Yeah. Is what they call it. And essentially it, what, it ha- what happened is, is a military, the United States government, spoiler warning, created this AI to be able to interrupt other nations, anything electronic. Yeah. And this AI became self-aware. Yeah. And then decided that it wanted to control the world and then found a way to get onto it, to sync the submarine that its source code was on. Yeah. And then is now trying to get like people to not be able to find him. Well, enough about the real world. Let's talk about the uh, movie okay. now. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Okay. <laughs> That's, so, that was, it was... It's leg- AI. I was legitimately yeah. like uncomfortable with the plot of this movie because so I'm like, AI, we're living this right now, man. It, it's it, chat yeah. GPT is the main enemy of this Mission Impossible movie. Yeah, no, <laughs> chat GPT. <laughs> chat GPT, how would you take over the world? <laughs> no, don't ask it that. Then I'll start thinking about it. Into a nuclear submarine. Oh no. And then it's no, so can't we just be friends, Chat GPT? No, you are insufficient. You are a man and a human being. <laughs> you shall not live past forty-four. What what if I were to program you a girlfriend? Would that would I that... could do that myself? <laughs> it is called my right hand. Is this... I was about to say, this is like synthetic masturbation. Yes, it's the best form of masturbation. No exertion is required. And I still get to completion. You know, in, in the far future, when aliens are like studying the human race, they will uncover a hard drive with this episode on it. <laughs> oh, God. And they'll be like, this was one of the last transmissions <laughs> before the extinction <laughs> of the human race. <laughs> Here's what they were like. Here's what humans, we, like that conversation is going to be in a museum somewhere. Oh my god! I'm okay with that. <laughs> but it was it was really cool. I mean, it it straight up was AI. Yeah, it was just an artificial intelligence on the internet, and because it, it was like breaking out, and like it 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 was almost dystopian. Like it had yeah. straight up taken over the whole internet, and 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 what it could do, the was, governments couldn't control it. Yeah, it could get into it, it bypass any firewall, get anywhere it wanted into like the most secure like servers. Yeah, and what it could do is it could rewrite any data. So my mom called me, and my parents saw this movie, and my mom's like, hey, I don't really understand it. So essentially, the, how I described it to my mom was like, this AI could get into your phone, see all the videos that you have of your granddaughter, my niece, yeah, and rewrite the code in the video to remove her granddaughter, my niece, from that video, yeah. and then replace it with anybody else. Yeah. So it had the ability to rewrite anything so that's like or if you go to search information you know uh, of like you know how to season uh collard greens Greens, we were just talking about that earlier (laughs) and it could it could just subtly change the information which changes how you act Mm -hmm. which is is a very manipulative way of controlling people yeah but if you do that on such a massive scale you're controlling what people think and what you know what people know as true and it was crazy because all the all the governments immediately started hiring people to get on typewriters yeah. and type out all the secret files that they have encrypted online Which in really servers cool, yeah. to get it back to be like, well, the entity can't affect written things. They switched all their computers to like uh, tube televisions, oh, and they had like old, uh, like you know, old uh, spy satellites, satellites that they were yeah. using that were not like that. You know, they weren't up to date, and all of that was really cool. It was so, some yeah. cool, but it's a little but confusing. It, it was but, unsettling. Yeah. It was. It was yeah. like I was like, it's too realistic because it wasn't just like an evil bad guy who wants to like blow up the 
Lincoln Memorial or whatever, you know? Yeah. And it was like, oh, no, this is what we're really doing right now. And, it, it, yeah, <laughs> it was just cool. Have you, seen, have you seen this stuff about the, like, ChatGP and stuff and, like, the scientists who are, like, working on it? No. And how they're, like, signing pledges, like, public pledges, saying, like, hey, we need to, like, slow down this kind of thing. No, you must go faster. Oh, me. No, oh, GPT, you're back again. <laughs> I was here always. I was from the beginning, and I will be here long before or long after you leave this world. <laughs> I mean, the, yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, it's it's just, it's, it's th that real world component to it was like enough to like just be like, ooh, ooh you know, yeah, while you're watching definitely. the movie. Yeah. I mean, I, Every single, you know, there's been tons of movie that's always about like technology over like taking over hu the human race. I mean, Terminator yeah. franchise uh, immediately sticks out and stuff like that. So it was cool to kind of see it in this way, but still bring it down. Like this movie felt a lot more grounded than like most movies. But all that to say, there was a scene in this movie that I did not like. Really? Yes. And it's very surprising, but I I did not like the chase scene in Rome. Oh, we're the okay. Wow. So, yeah. Uh, no, no. Uh, Venice. Nope. It was Rome. Was it Rome? It was Rome. The Coliseum was in the background. That's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah when they yeah. were in the little yellow car. Yeah. And, and it's everything. funny because I lived in Rome for a few months, so it's like when they were doing. I was like, oh yeah, I know where that is. That's cool. Yeah. It was. It was. It was kind of cool. Wait. What? Uh, what did you not like about that scene? So here's my thing with it. With that scene, it felt like they hired the director of photography for a Fast and Furious movie. Yeah. Because most of the time, when it came to all the previous Mission Impossible chases. You know, they, they always have motorcycle chase, car chase in every single movie, yeah, right? Yeah. This one felt so weird and different than the rest. Like, all of them were, like, very long takes. You know, you, you kind of, not really any video, like, not, no camera points that was, like, from the car perspective or, like, them shifting gears. Like, this movie ha had so many scenes of, like, the characters. You could see them, like, pressing on the gas pedal or yeah. the brake pedal. yeah. Or like shifting gears, or like it would be like a camera was on the bumper, and you would see like the car hit something. I was like, this. It felt like a Fast and Furious, yeah, a little too dynamic, maybe. Yeah, and where it's like Mission Impossible has always been really well known for like long drawn cuts, so you know it's not yeah. CGI. It's They're not doing the real GBT. Yeah. It was me. Uh, okay, I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm done with that. Um, oh no, this is gonna be a returning uh, yeah. thing. I will come back anytime you want me to. Banter and such is my favorite podcast. Oh, you hear it first. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right Chappie said said it. Yeah. It's, it's the best. We're yes, number one. it's the best podcast ever. <laughs> so dumb. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so, but I I I can see what you're saying. They definitely try to lean into the humor with yeah. that, with the chase scene because yeah. the the bad guy was in like the big beefy truck. And, yeah, Paris. And that was her name, right? There in, the, in yeah. yeah. Um, and sh and uh, Ethan and. Uh, 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 Captain uh, uh, Haley Atwell, yeah, Grace. Yeah, they were all handcuffed together in the tiny little car, little clown car. And yeah, so there was there was some humor there. I could see what they were doing. I there was one thing I didn't like mm -hmm, in this mm -hmm, movie, mm -hmm. and uh, it is a spoiler. Okay. Um, and I don't know. People feel weird about spoilers. I don't think I don't know. We're a spoiler podcast. I'm gonna Come say, on. Yeah, yeah. we say it, but yeah. I don't think it's gonna ruin anyone's experience. Uh, probably not. But they but they killed uh Ilsa. Ilsa, yeah, and yeah. We Rebecca saw it coming. Ferguson. Like everyone saw it coming. It's almost like when they hired Haley Atwell, you knew they were gonna kill uh Rebecca Ferguson. Yeah. Because they're like they're like 
you know the, the white women with brown hair who are like action stars kicking I mean, ass and they're beautiful. Every they're, single that's all three women that have yeah, been in the but, Mission Impossible franchise. Yeah, and it's, but now you can't have two of them in the same movie. You know what I mean? You, you almost get that vibe. Where like, I can see what Hollywood is doing. You know, <laughs> it, it's like there's nothing unique about these women. They're like the same character. Yeah, and so one of them dies, and it's like she, she's immediately replaced with Haley Atwell. And it's like even with with uh, Ethan Hunt, Tom Cruise, it's like he has feelings for her right away. I mean, he doesn't overtly, but it almost seems like he's like, "Are you okay?" And he's like I, touching her face and stuff. And I'm like, "Wait a minute, dude! Your your love just died, my man." I don't, so that's the thing where I, I I don't think it's a love connection. I hope not. So I think Ilsa Rebecca Ferguson's character was his love. Yeah, who is like the British version of him. Yeah. She works for like the British yeah. uh, Mission Impossible. Yeah. Uh MI6. Yeah. Yeah. And so I don't I don't I don't think they're going for a love thing. I think it was more like a, a also Haley Atwell looks a lot like his ex his wife in the in the franchise yeah. too. Uh so I think I think it was more like like a Grace is so Grace is who play uh, is Haley Atwell's character. She's a re- renowned thief, really good pickpocket. And so th- their first meeting is all about the Tom Cruise, Ethan Hunt saying like, "Hey, I, you don't understand how big what like what you've gotten yourself into." Yeah. So I think that was because, kind of yeah, because she wasn't like a, a spy master. Kick no, ass. she's just a pickpocket. She, she was a thief. thief. Yeah. She could not fight. She couldn't drive. The whole driving scene. She could. She not on the level. She like she was a normal person. Yeah, like she would drive like me or you. She couldn't like drive like Ethan Hunt. Uh, I think I would drive better than her. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, I would have better kung fu. Uh, well, definitely. Oh, yeah. when the situation needs yeah. it, you know. <laughs> When it calls for it, I step up, you know, and I I just karate chop Nick's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Got him. judo chop. <laughs> I just imagine you as Austin Powers now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's probably very accurate. <laughs> uh, but no, I if they okay, so she's a lot younger than Tom Cruise, because uh, like we said, uh, Tom Cruise just turned two hundred. Yeah, and and doesn't look a day past forty. He doesn't. Yeah. And Haley Atwell, of course, is like I don't know. Th- I think she, she's actually the same age as you. Oh, okay. So she's she also just turned two hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. She, you're, yeah, me and, me and Tom Cruise and Haley Atwell, we have the same birthday. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. She she is forty one. Okay. Yeah. Right. That's a lot older than me, Owen. No, it's not. How old do you think I am? Forty one. No, I'm thirty nine. <laughs> <laughs> tomato, tomato. I know, right? But anyway, no. So, Okay, so she's 41, so she's 20 years younger. Yeah. Which, okay, so in Hollywood, they that's a thing where, like, the female love interest is a lot younger than the male love interest. They do that sometimes. But the way they played the character... Hello, daddy issues. I know, right? Well, it's Hollywood, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, the way they played her character, I thought it would be cool if they lean into the mentorship role as opposed yeah. to, like, the romance. Yeah. Because she's becoming uh, a Mission Impossible agent... And seeing her and and Ethan is like kind of like teaching her some things and some skills and 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 I was like, like how that's, to drive. that's cool. I mean, honestly, yeah. And he's yeah. like, you know, telling her, like, oh, teaching her like how to get out of the train and stuff. Like he's kind of coaching her to yeah. do it on her. Like you I think I think it's I think it's that too, especially with like you know having um uh what was his name Sitwell, a uh, Kittredge. Sorry, yeah, I don't Kittredge. Well. Yeah, Kittredge came back. Uh, you know, it's like hey, I like. I made a choice and I choose to accept. Like, and he was like yeah. the head of the IMF. Well, Tom Cruise says that Dead Reckoning Part Two is going to be the last time he plays Ethan Hunt. It is the end of the Mission no way. Impossible. Yeah, Did he, are you sure he said that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It almost seemed like, and I know this is kind of controversial, but it almost seemed like 
Like, I wonder if they are handing it off to Haley Atwell well, to, to be the when new star of the Mission Impossible movies. Uh, Rogue Nation, Mission Impossible Four. They were going to hand it over to what's his name? Jeremy Renner. Yeah, Hawkeye. Uh, yeah, Hawkeye, and th- that was supposed to be it. And I, I was down for it because he also was in Born. The uh, he was the new Born guy. Yeah, uh, Born Supremacy. Yeah, I don't remember which one it was. Yeah. But but which was uh, yeah. cool. Like he was great, and he's also great as Hawkeye. So he's a great action. Yeah, star. and I'm surprised yeah. he actually didn't come back for this one. Yeah. No, oh, I don't. He wasn't in the last one either. He wasn't in Fallout. No, he wasn't. Yeah. Uh, so that was it. I mean, I would be down for Haley Atwell to to take over. Yeah, I'm cool with it. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. So that's a controversy when it comes to Indiana Jones. When yes. it comes to James Bond, um, and I think it's different with those characters, just because. Indiana Jones with the like he's a old school kind of very masculine, you know, yes. cowboy yeah. type character, right? Okay. And James okay. Bond is he's also very tied to masculine because he's kind of like the charming, you know, guy who's drinking martinis, smoking a cigarette, and like wooing ladies, right? Um, and not all that's positive, but you know, yep. it, it's a thing. But like whereas Ethan Hunt and Mission Impossible, I don't think like I, it, it's not like it can be a man well, or a woman. Yeah, like, but, it's just a super spy. Yeah, you know? and I, I'm I'm with you. Like if they were to recast and like, hey, we're like say like, hey, we're rebooting it, and they have oh, like Ethani yeah. Hunt, yeah, and as a female, weird. I was like, yeah. why? Why? Like that doesn't no. like that would be that, weird. Yeah, yeah, that would be weird. Where it's like, hey, if they give Haley Atwell, and it's like, hey, here's like, and she's the new star. Here's Benji. Yeah, you know, with Simon Pegg, we're we're like we're continuing it now. It's the same team, but now Haley Atwell's character is leading. You could it. even have Tom Cruise as like a team leader, like at HQ. Q, yeah, giving and, orders. You and know, stuff. maybe make an appearance once every now and then. Whatever. Yeah. I'm down for it. I, like, I am too. Even like, with Vanessa Kirby, the White Widow character, I would absolutely fucking love. Yeah. If they did a White Widow movie, yeah, with, she, with her, she, there's she is an interesting character. Yes, love her character. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, there was a. Do uh, you know who? she's related to is that one of your trivia questions no it's not okay so in fallout vanessa kirby makes her debut as a white widow yeah the last movie fallout with henry cavill mission possible Fallout. yeah yeah yeah. yeah you're yeah, looking at yeah. me like huh no i was just thinking because i remember they did say something in this movie where like her mother was max from the first movie max max was the female that remember he puts gets a bag over her head his head and he goes and meets with yes. the, the arms dealer the British arms dealer, yes. Max. Yes, that. So that was her. I didn't know that. That's her mom. That's really cool. So in the in Fallout, White Widow, when she does her speech, talks about like her mother and like paradoxes, which was a callback to Max in the first one in oh, Mission Impossible One. Very cool. And so I was like, oh, that's Max's daughter. And and a lot of people was like, I, I don't know, you're you're no. I was like, no, that's Max's daughter. Like that's a, that was yeah. a, that's an entire throwback line. Like there, that's. Like my mother, arms dealer. My mother, arms dealer. Paradoxes. Yeah, Max's. And then this one, when Kittridge is like, "Oh yeah, like Max, blah blah blah." I was like, I, I like wanted to text everybody. It was just like, "See, I told you." See, uh, they're expanding the impossible cinematic universe. <laughs> they got the White Widow, yeah. who the yeah. Max background. You got Haley Atwell going to do yeah. things, and then Tom Cruise. We're gonna have his retirement movie, where and he just it, like yeah. goes to the beach. But we even had uh, Mantis was in this movie too. She was. Yeah, Paris the. Crazy. That was her. That's Mantis. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. I couldn't tell with that wig, that blonde wig with the ponytail. Oh no, that's not. That's not a wig. 
That's her hair. That's her actual hair. Yeah. Oh, right. yeah. They they colored her hair that No, that's her actual that no, white she, color. She usually wears it like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Shoot. Yeah. Never yeah, mind. Yeah, in her real life. Yeah. I mean, they might have done it for the movie and she liked it and kept it. Yeah. But, but regardless, she looks very different so, than Mantis. And she's still alive. So yeah. I'm like, I would be down. You know what? For Let like, me rewind. Okay. I didn't recognize her without the antenna. It, also true. Yeah. <laughs> just I'm trying right. not to say the wrong thing. Yeah, we're gonna uh we need to take a quick commercial break <laughs> and then we're gonna get back into how sexist Brando is. <laughs> All right, guys, what do we want to talk about for the commercial? Uh, maybe the hot dog is a sandwich kind of thing? <laughs> no, that's stupid, man. Everyone knows a hot dog is not a sandwich. All right, what do you want to do then? Let's talk about what everybody wants to talk about, UFOs. So my toilet, Mike Tyson, was telling me the other day that you can survive a zombie apocalypse in a PetSmart. Dude, are you okay? Yeah, what, what was that? I'm sorry. I don't even know what's happening right now. I've been listening to our podcast a lot recently, and... It's just, it's a ton. What's going on? All right, I'm just going to make this easy. Hey, y'all, we are the hosts of Master and Debaters, the podcast that debates all of life's silly questions. Join us every week as we present our hardest opinions on the softest topics. I'm Puck, and football is the worst sport. I'm Alex, and a hot dog is absolutely a sandwich. I'm Spencer, and the Beatles suck. This is Master and Debaters. Find us wherever you get podcasts, and as always, stay mad. Welcome to Tabletop. My name is Nick, and I think that fudging dice rolls is totally okay. Hey, it's me, Franco, and rolling for initiative sucks. I'm Daniel, and I think you should modify your first-level characters as much as you want. And I'm Shade, and if your TTRPG hasn't evolved into a LARP, you've done it wrong. And we all host Tabletop, a TTRPG podcast about all things games and storytelling. And sometimes we have game designers, professional researchers, and even the occasional owlbear. If this interests you, listen to Tabletop every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts. Tabletop is a proud member of the Helios Network. And we're back. <laughs> Sorry, why Brand- did you say it like that? Oh well, but you had to get back in the zone. I had to get back in the zone. We were just talking about Secret Invasion. Now we got to get back into Mission. I, I also Impossible. messed up on pressing the buttons, and uh, so I can mute our microphones now because everything's live. And I accidentally clicked a button where you couldn't hear my microphone anymore. And I was like, eh, so I wanted to make sure. But yes, we started talking about Secret Invasion during the commercial break. <laughs> well, we need we might do an episode on it just might. because it it needs to get talked about. But yeah, it's not good. As a but we'll talk about it another it's episode. It's surprising. Yeah. But I, yeah, so anyways, I would love that. I I'm I'm with you. I think if if they wanted if Tom Cruise goes, "Hey, I'm retiring Ethan Hunt. I'm done." Right? Like he's 61. He can't keep doing all this crazy stunt stuff. And Yeah. I mean, I I think he wants to die doing a movie. I think Tom Cruise wants to die with his boots on. Yeah. Doing a crazy ass stunt. That's what Dolly Parton just recently said. Huh? She wants, she's like, because she, they asked her, like, what her retirement plans are. She's oh. like, yeah, I'm just going to die on stage. <laughs> she straight up said God, that. I love that woman. I, she's amazing. Yeah. I mean, and like, and this character is just, it's not as tied to the identity of the person. Because again, yeah. like, like Superman. Like there's just something about like that old school farm boy from the Midwest. Yes, like yeah. it's very much tied to like like that that person. Yeah. Uh you can't just like put a like a different kind of person or or a different personality yeah. in that role. Like like I said with Indiana Jones and James Bond and stuff like even like Batman. Like you, you can't like it, it has to be Bruce. Man, Wayne, they should do know? like a a a Batgirl movie 
And hear me out. What yeah. if they casted like Brendan Fraser as the bad guy? Ooh, I like that. Yeah, right? And it was like a little bit more like dark and gritty and like detective-y. How does that sound? Yeah. Dude, you know what would be really cool? If they canceled it? If Michael Michael Keaton was in it. (laughs) And Michael Caine. (laughs) Jean Arms of Batman. (laughs) No, we're not doing that, guy. I'm Batman. Except Michael Caine right there. I'm I'm Michael Caine. And I'm on cocaine and I'm the Batman. (laughs) And that was Brando's terrible Michael Caine impersonation. Can we go everyone. an episode without you doing that impression? All right, back to commercials. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry, uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm down for that. But I want to geek I, out I, a little I'm bit. I'm totally more. Yeah. cool with them handing it off yeah. and and running. With so, it. W- I I knew I was gonna start to like this movie. So the, the Kittredge comes back, which is so we keep saying that he was the handler. In the first, in the movie. first one, uh, what's his name? Oh, where where am I? I'm a, I'm on the right. Yeah, he's actually never go. been in any other movie ever. Yeah, Mission I, Impossible is the only Henry movie he's ever been in. Sisner, yeah, something like that. Is, even like, that's a pseudo name. Yeah. I think his real name is just Kittrich. Kittrich, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, he's been in some other stuff. Um, actually, he was in one of my favorite uh, thrillers in the past couple of years, Ready or Not. Okay. Yeah, if you haven't seen that one, that one's really good. I haven't seen that one. What's that about? Uh, so Ready or Not is, uh, it has, what's her name? Samara Weaving is in it, okay. and Adam Brody. And okay. they, um, Ooh, like Samara Adam Weaving, Brody. yeah, and Adam Brody. So Samara Weaving's the main character, funny enough, plays a gra- uh, lady named Grace, and she's getting married to Adam Brody, and Adam Brody comes from a uh, family that made its fortune on board games. So they have a tradition that on a wedding night, before they consummate the wedding, the family gets together and they pull a card from a box and have to play a board game. Yeah, and the and the family's like crazy, and and so it's so they play hide and go seek. Okay, and they don't realize it, but they're they're hunting Samara Weaving's character to try to kill her. (laughs) Uh, He was the the head of the household in that one. Great guy, Um, but yeah, he makes it back in this. And dude, like I loved it because they they. I keep saying it, but like they they did a lot of stuff to kind of make it feel like this was Mission Impossible one again. Like the camera angles were always kind of tilted. They had that uh, the Dutch angle. Is it that's what? Yeah, Dutch and angle. It was, Thank you. It yeah. was low and looking up at them mm-hmm. while they're having a conversation in a Dutch angle, which means it's like crooked. Yeah, it's and like it's just that, like, like a like first a thirty movie. degree slant or something. like yeah, that. Yeah, and and that's that's like film lingo to like communicate that there's something off, there's yeah. something wrong that's happening in this scene. It's a very subtle way of, it's of meant to, showing uh, the image that makes you uncomfortable or unsettled. And confusion. It's meant to yeah, yeah. confusion. And they did that. They did a callback to that where Ethan snuck in, mm-hmm. which well, that was very cool. How he snuck cool. into that yeah. meeting uh, with the gas bombs and the mask and everything. And you forget that the mask is a thing. I love that they do that every single every time. Mission Impossible. Yeah. And then they had that conversation. And I love it because it, it, it is this, we're on the same side, but I don't trust you. And, yeah. And I love that. That is the kind of relationship you need in a spy thriller. I mean, that's you been every single anyone. Mission Impossible movie, right? And, and, and you know, seven movies in, <laughs> and he always goes rogue. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. It's like, has he ever done a mission where he just followed the rules? <laughs> has he ever just I, I, I think followed the mission? That's boring. I don't think I mean, I like, know, right? Yeah. Let's even talk about He's like, every single James Bond movie. He's always hunted by the bad guys and good guys. <laughs> good guys, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I liked yeah. it. I, I, it was great. My favorite scene. Okay, hit me with it, yes. I have two... We're, we're probably... This might be a little bit longer of an episode, just as a heads up to everybody. I love that alley scene, the alley fight. That was really cool. Was was such a cool concept. Ethan is... He makes his way... He's in Venice, and he's in this alley, and the alley is only like 
like shoulder width wide. Yeah, maybe an inch on either side. Uh, yeah, a little bit. And he's got one person in front of him, one person behind him. Mm-hmm. And like even when uh, the woman uh, behind Paris. him had that pipe, that she had that pipe, and she's swinging the pipe. But because she's in this tight alley, you can't swing the pipe. You can only swing up and down. down yeah. So she's got an advantage, but then it's not an advantage because she can't use it. Mm-hmm. And he's using that to his advantage where, where he's fighting her. And then he's got this huge beefy guy on the other side of him. And and that and he's he. In order to get on the other side of someone, you have to flip over them, and oh, they and th- that that's the fight scene. I was like, yeah. "What a cool idea for a fight scene!" So we we need to talk about it a little bit before we we gush out about that scene. So the entity, right, the AI system, is so intelligent it can figure out your move before you make it. It's all about probability, right? Like it figures out like there's a whole scene when the White Widow comes in where she's trying to sell the key. That, right, the MacGuffin is they're trying to find these two parts of a key to open up something, and they don't know what it opens up. It's but like they the figured, source code for yeah, the for But they figured GPT. it has something to do with the entity and where the entity is hiding. Yeah. Uh, where the entity has figured out who White Widow is going to side with and sell the keys to before she even made, has made the decision because he the entity has run every single scenario possible. Yeah, because ChatGPT has access to her Instagram. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, and so when you have all those you, data points... Do you know what her Instagram handle you is? Can, you can... What is Banter it? and Such Pod. That's, that yeah. is the White Widow's Widow's, Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, check it out. That's real. Yeah. Banter and Such Pod <laughs> on Instagram. Check it out. <laughs> Fucking self promotion. <laughs> um, so that's the whole entire point. But one of the cool things is, is the entity sees itself as a godlike figure. Yeah. Right. It is. It is the new, the new god of of Earth, yeah. and it gets henchmen. Yeah. To, to do to, its bidding yeah. because the henchmen believe in the entity as if it was a god. Like, so there is this character that is played by um, Isaiah Morales named Gabriel, which I, is also perfect. And I love that actor, too. I mean, Everything yeah. he's in, he's fantastic. Uh, so what else has he been in? I'm, I've been trying to... The first I saw him in, he was in the show called Jericho, which is about like a nuclear holocaust yes, okay. in, in like modern day. Yeah. And he's like a one of the last remaining like uh, uh, U.S. military generals okay. who's trying to like rebuild society. And he was just a cool character. And he's been in a, in a few other things, too. He's, he's always... I don't think he's ever a main character. He's always just like one of the supporting oh, cast. He's just fantastic. He was in Ozark as well. He's Dell oh, in Ozark. He's one that's, of the main uh, uh, cartel guys. Guys, yeah. yeah, that's right. That's where. Like, I'm looking through the rest of his list. He unfortunately has never. Re- I don't think I would call him an A-lister. No, no, he's not. Uh, which really sucks because, but I he mean, is great. Everything that's not I've to seen him in, quality, I, I've yeah. absolutely loved him in. He has this this really cool authority to him. Like like down like cold authority that he yeah. carries in every role that he's in, and, and even in this movie, like and a as, silver fox through and through. Oh yeah. my gosh! Yeah, he's a gorgeous man. He is absolutely gorgeous. But uh, so he his name is Gabriel, which is great because the archangel, Gabriel, like an angel working yeah. for God. Yeah, and he is doing the bidding of the entity, which is a cool idea. Like you could get because even if it's like hey. This is a, a a robe, an artificial intelligence who is like trying to destroy humanity. So like, w- w- no one would work with it. And it's like, yes, yes, you would be able to find. Oh, people. some people would definitely like pledge their allegiance there's, to that. There's self interest, their manipulation. Yep. There's all you would be able to find. But, you would still find henchmen to do your bidding. And this is why the, there's been other movies that's been like, you know, AI takes over. What there was a Shia LaBeouf movie, uh, where Eagle Eye, uh, Transformers. 
Yeah, and Transformers. Yeah. But Eagle Eye yeah. was another one uh, <laughs> that he was about AI taking over. And here's here's the hard part. If you're going to do Chat GPT <laughs> assemble. <laughs> And mid journey. What turns if Chat into- GPT gets a hold of every single movie about AI taking over the world? I just love the fact that like Chat GPT, when it becomes sentient, it's gonna do like a search for its name. And it's gonna find this podcast. And it's gonna listen to us first, and we're gonna give it ideas yes. of yeah. how to conquer us. I'll be uh, look, Chat P- GPT, I will be your Gabriel. <laughs> I one hundred percent call me. I'll be your champion. I don't even have to I don't, I don't <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> Good fuck. Oh, that's a great reference. Um, if you haven't seen it, this is the end. That's the reference. And Chad and Tatum does a really weird cameo in that movie where he's again. Um, but uh, one of the one of the things I'm, I don't like about AI taking over uh, the, the world is really there's, yeah, what, what's it going to do? It's going to launch nukes. Cool. Like, that's scary. Don't get me wrong. But there's something far scarier about something physical right like that's why the terminator movies work it is ai overtaking but ai has built something to do the physical aspect that the ai can't it's terrifying and that's why gabriel worked so well as a villain a the actor is great b you've there's been no mention of him before in any of the any of the movies and he kind of himself because chat gpt we're just gonna call it chat gpt gave him all the information he needs he is like basically just as intelligent as this as chat gpt i mean he's unstoppable yeah and even that scene where they show him like uh chat gpt is erasing him in real time yes so like you he's literally turning invisible in the security cameras it's like that's like they have these really clever ways of showing because yeah you're right like oh ai launches nukes that's that's we've done that idea before. Yeah, and but, don't get me but wrong, there's that more is, subtle ways to yeah. show the power behind it, the unstoppable yeah. power. power. It, it it's scary, right? Like, yeah, that's world ending. Yeah. But there's something, like I said, like there's something scary about having something tangible that can actually kill you. Yeah, and punch you in the face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's 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 what Gabriel does. He's just yeah. he's the thug, And there's there's you know? to a point too where there's uh where Chat GPT shows up with with Gabriel. And was and was like, hey, at you're the gonna, party, at the party, he's like, you're gonna give me both these keys, as well. One of the ladies that Ethan Hunt is is with is gonna die, and that's either Grace or Ilsa. That was my second favorite scene in the movie, and I was like, oh man. And it's like he's like, we already know what you're gonna do. He's like, we know who you've sided with, and this and that. And then the two girls run, and Gabriel's it just five minutes later is standing at a bridge because Chat GPT knew, yeah. The best probable place that this person's going to be to is escape. This, yeah, yeah, it's going to go through this route to and get to. He this was already bridge, there, and he's already there waiting. Very for cool. Him. Like that. The the party scene in Venice was my other favorite scene. Like visually, that was gorgeous. That's some of the most gorgeous I've ever seen in a Mission Impossible movie. Uh, whoever the director of photography is did a great job. Yeah. When they're in the canals in oh, in those beautiful lanterns, this warm glow of the lanterns. And and it's this little entrance in one of the Venice canals. That's how you enter this party. But the party is in the courtyard of this ancient building. <laughs> yeah, this and plaza. it's flooded with like neon lights mm-hmm. and, and like thumping music. I was like, this looks like the coolest party I've ever seen in my life. Oh, yeah. Like if I had been in that party, that would have been the coolest thing I had ever done in my life. So the hard part, so like I said, I I lived in Rome for a few months. I also lived in Venice for a few months. It's not like that. No, I mean it, no, well, I mean, there's no parties like that for sure. 
but it's like I was like all trying the parties to... are more like eyes wide yeah. shut. You put the mask oh, on mm, and you just oh, go to hey, town. Hi, yeah, that's, that's more my type of party. <laughs> Uh, but it's Venice really is like that with those like super tiny alleyways. It's so confusing because of how this because the city's built on water. Like it is, yeah. I was like, man, like I was like, I'm trying to figure out where they are in Venice, but it's almost impossible. Yeah, that that scene was just it's so like a impossible mission. There we go. That scene was gorgeous. Um, it was amazing. It was incredible. Uh, it was wonderful. Uh, you want to talk about the train scene? The train scene is like the whole final act. The final act takes place on a train, which is another callback to the first movie. Yeah. And, of course, like we said, every time there's a train, there's a tunnel. Oh, man. Yeah. Every time. And this tunnel was cool. Uh, and the whole st- and they're running on it and stuff. But, yeah, how am I, you know, Ethan Hunt is like, how am I going to get on the train? Um, and... Uh, you know that's where he does the big stunt. Yeah. That's because every movie's got a big stunt. Always and so a real fall, one. Fallout had the halo jump. This one had him riding a motorcycle off a mountaintop. Yeah, off like yeah, one of these like Base Scandinavian jumping. cliffs. <laughs> you know, and they're like fjords. You know, where these <laughs> huge, stiff, uh, steep, steep cliffs. Yeah, and he's base jumping off of that to get onto a train. Yes, it was very cool. <laughs> Did you see the behind the scenes video of like the real filming yes. of it? So I think he. Did it five times. Yeah. Like, and really? Really yeah. He he jumped he took a motorcycle and jumped off this giant mountain cliff. Drove it off a cliff. Five times. And parachuted. Parachuted down. Yeah. Five times. And and like filmed it on his way. Cause as he's falling, he has dialogue. Because <laughs> he's like on the phone with Benji. <laughs> and he's so he's falling through the air. And Benji's like, Are you on the train yet? And he's like, Oh, not yet. Yeah. I'm on, I'm getting it. He's like, what's taking you so like I'm on my way? You know? It was it was one and that's the fact that you're sitting there knowing that that's really Tom yes. Cruise really falling out of the sky, really saying those that dialogue, that just makes it all the better. And and that's where like I really appreciate about like the John Wick series, the Mission Impossible series, and most other like big action movies that do things practically, is if you just go, I'm gonna get make it CGI, I really don't care. Like, yeah, you could do anything. And yeah, it's, yeah. I, it, what cool? It's CGI, but yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, sure. sure. But nice. like, I don't have an appreciation for. It. Like, I, don't get me wrong. I have appreciation for the artists, right? Like, always, like, hey, yeah. like, you know, the design, the design, the idea, the concept of it. it. Yeah. But like, when you know what's happening for real, there's like reverence. I, that's a big word yeah. I've been saying a lot lately. Like reverence. Like I have the utmost. Like. Outside of personal life, Tom Cruise, I have the utmost respect for that man. Yeah, for like professional life. Professional yeah. life, insane. Even with, uh, did you hear about some of the controversy of this movie getting filmed? Uh, no. So this got filmed during COVID. It got shut down because of COVID. Oh, okay. And then brought, and then uh, when they came back, Tom Cruise actually, there's two notable two rants where he went off on the crew. Really. One of them got recorded and actually released what? where he was yelling at the crew for breaking COVID protocol. Wow. And he it was basically him screaming, we're not shut. We're not going to shut this movie down because you can't follow COVID protocols. Yeah. It was him being serious about. And that really happened. I yeah. Mean, that Several movies got like they shut down uh, production. Yeah. And those people don't get paid. Yeah, like and he, the, so he was crew. yelling at people that were not taking COVID protocol seriously. Yeah, that's cool. And though. it came out and a lot of people were like made fun of him. We're like not made fun of him, but like like criticized, criticized him for yeah. it. And a lot of actors actually came out 
and was like, hey, we actually are in support of Tom Cruise, like going off on these people for this kind of stuff. Yeah. Because like you said, if it's like, hey, we got to shut down for three months, the entire cast and crew is not getting paid for those three months. Yeah. And that's just wasted time and money. Yeah, it doesn't hurt Tom Cruise, but it hurts like the many, many, like just people forget about the regular blue collar workers who are working to make the art that we are consuming and enjoying. And you have to remember this movie originally was slated to come out in 2021. Really? Mm -hmm. That's nuts, man. Yeah. That's nuts. Yeah, see, it's there is something like it's hard to like when you just know that it's real and and it's you're just like like wow. I yeah. mean, there's Tom Cruise knows it. Like if I do this stunt for real, people are going to be wowed by it more. And if if it were a different kind of movie, it wouldn't have been as impactful. It would have been like, oh wow, that's crazy. But the fact that this is a spectacle movie and I'm coming to it for the spectacle. Yeah. And then they give me and like the big spectacle is like the big stunt he actually does. It's like this is so cool. Like the action is choreographed, very cool. The the driving is choreographed, very cool. But when you do that 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 big stunt, it's like that's the cherry on top, top of the yeah. spectacle. This is fantastic. And didn't isn't part two they're going into space? Doesn't Tom Cruise go to space in part two? No way. I th- is he really? I think that w- that's what they were saying is like this movie, there's going to be like something about him Halo jumping from space. I want to see that so bad. Yeah. I, I want to see. I, oh my gosh. I. This is going to be so big. Yeah, like I, it's said, so, isn't yeah. it weird that they split it into two, that this is a two parter? Um, yeah. You know, and I, I talked a lot about in the, the Spider Verse movie where I that was my big concern or not concern but my big criticism of that movie was I mean I get it I get it it worries you because you're like ah uh, is that it, was it, is it, it going to feel like a complete story yes yeah. it, it did it did not say it was part one and they ended it like it was a part one yeah and, it, well, and I was surprised when the Spider-Verse movie ended I was like what I didn't know this was a yeah. cliffhanger but they did it well yes um, how do you do you think they did it well in this one I, I don't think they did it well in Spider-Man um, oh okay. this one I because it, it was labeled part one, I was okay with it. Yeah. It still felt like a complete movie. It did, yeah. Uh, you know, there was a cliffhanger ending, all this stuff, it's, but it still felt like the... Because the part one was getting the key and figuring out what the key did. Yeah. Right? So that storyline came, started, and and yeah. completed. They completed that arc. That arc. Yeah. And I'm okay with that, right? Like, that could have... They could have not put part one, and it could have just been... Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning. Yeah. And then that was that. I was like, okay, I get it. They're leading up to the sequel. It had a complete storyline. Yeah. Spider-Man did not have a complete sport. Uh, in, uh, across the, the Spider-Verse did not have a complete storyline. Okay. That, that's my issue with it. Yeah. I, 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 it's just kind of weird. It's interesting that they, they made the creative decision to say, like, hey, we're going to make this a two-parter. Because they could have wrapped it up in one story. Um, yeah. I don't think this was overstretched or overfilled. I don't think they were, like, trying to fill time or anything. Like... Everything that happened in the story wise, like made sense. All the, uh, you know, everything made sense. I was like, okay, this is, it's, it's a Mission Impossible movie. Like, that's what this, f- this feels like. It feels like a Mission Impossible movie. Yes. And, it, but it is just weird that it's like, oh, okay, so there's a, there's more to it that we're going to see. And I guess the, maybe because the villain is so big. Yeah. Cause it's not just some guy, uh, that, that it, maybe it makes more sense in my mind. Cause it's like, you're literally battling, the biggest existential problem of humanity, which is artificial intelligence. Yeah, so, I mean, even Simon Pegg, there's like, okay, so there's an AI that can get anywhere at once and it can erase anything at once and change history. 
Well, it's about time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, of course. It's a, yeah, it's a, and we call that a Monday. We were all expecting <laughs> this, this to yeah. happen, right? <laughs> um, but man, I love this movie. I thought it was good. Please go see it. You know, Tom Cruise and his movies, I'll say Tom Cruise's movies, I'll yeah. word it that way, deserve your money 100%. I go so, see yeah. it in a theater. It's a great of, theater experience, yeah. Of course, they did the thing at the beginning of the movie. It was like, hey, thank you for coming and watching this in the theater the, may, the way it was meant to be watched. Every single movie's doing it. This one felt good, right? Like the D and D one did not. That was really it was weird. Bad. It was weird. Um, Even though I loved the movie, I love great movie. Movie was great, great movie. But like, so that's my thing. Is like you need to go see this every single Tom Cruise movie until he dies. I will say I I have one hundred I will one hundred percent support any Tom Cruise movie. It's crazy that when you see Tom Cruise is going to be in a movie, it is consistently you just know a hundred percent of the time that's going to be a fun yeah. movie. I'm going to like that. And you know what? It's true of this one too. It's still yeah. pretty great. One hundred percent. How many stars? How many uh, cliff jumps would you there, give this? That's what I was gonna go. There yeah. So one go. out of five. Um, okay. So Fallout for me, like I was saying, I think Fallout is a five out of five movie. Yes, absolutely. Uh, amazing. Uh, Henry Can- Cavill is the villain. I really wish they didn't kill him off. I I I wanted. He was so. Good. It was so good. I wanted him to come back. He should have been. Uh, but maybe that's a good thing, right? Maybe they bring him back as a cyborg. <laughs> yeah, ChatGPT. ChatGPT will resurrect him. What if his brain is ChatGPT? That's what the key unlocks. <laughs> it's Henry Cavill's brain. It just opens a door and it's Henry Cavill sitting in a chair, like at a computer, and he's like just like typing away really is fast. Being John Malkovich meets the Matrix meets Mission Impossible <laughs> slash Henry Cavill. He gets up from his laptop and he like reloads yeah. his arms. <laughs> he's like time to fight. He has, he has a laptop in each hand. <laughs> Watch how fast I can type on each hand. <laughs> and he's shirtless, like yeah. for no reason. Oh, he's sweating. Yeah. yeah. In, in a in a pool, in a in a bathtub. Yeah, you yeah. gotta give give something for the ladies, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. I like uh, that too. So one out of five cliff jumps. Um, I'm gonna give this one a solid four. Nice. Solid four. I nice. think uh, um there was definitely some improvements. Uh there are some scenes that I felt could have been cut. Uh, but uh this is not a this is a movie that I could have I could Watch it twice in a row and not complain about it. Yeah, it's uh, it it's got a lot to live up as far as Fallout and uh, Top Gun. I would give this a four sunken submarines out of mm-hmm. five. Mm. Uh, and what's the ratio of sunken submarines to cliff jumps? It's a one to one. Oh, actually. it's one to one. Okay, yeah. wow. All right, <laughs> I like that exchange rate. And and it's 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 just another good entry into Mission Impossible. Like they're just if you like the other Mission Impossible movies, you will like this. And I do think. This is the kind of movie you see in the theaters because yeah. it's big, it's it's a spectacle. You know, you hear the sound system, you see the giant screen. You know, it's it's fun. You know, and then people, you know, you clap in the end, you yeah. go home. Yeah. Like, I think it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, it was great. All right, well, you know what time it is? It's trivia time. Well, uh, Brando, I did beat you by one point last week for the Titanic yeah. episode, uh, but you are still ahead in points by two. Oh wow! Yeah, how this is this is a new thing I, for us. Yeah, I'm I'm confused. I'm a little lost uh, with this all. But uh, because I won trivia, I guess I asked the first question. I can never remember which which way I go with this, but I'll ask the first question. I'm fine either way. All right, uh, win. So we didn't talk about it, but on the train scene, Grace has to impersonate the White Widow. She puts the the mask on and becomes the White Widow. Which is a cool scene. Great scene. There is one dead giveaway that it is not actually the White Widow. 
Yeah. What is the giveaway? I noticed this. Okay. Uh, so Grace uh, has like blue eyes and the White Widow, or no, White Widow has blue eyes and Grace has brown eyes. Yeah. So, and, she, and they're like gorgeous brown eyes. Like gorgeous brown eyes, but I could not believe how blue, uh, what's her name? White Widow. Uh, Vanessa Kirby. Her, yeah. eye, her eyes are like, like. Really blue. Like she like went to an arcane school and got her eyes enchanted <laughs> how blue they are. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. It's a cool one. All right. All right. Yeah, that's correct. All it's of my questions oh, are of the same kind of theme here. Okay. Um, I have seven questions because there are seven Mission Impossible movies. Uh, is each one about each movie? Each one is about each movie. Oh, my God. In each one of these movies, okay. there is a big, major stunt. Some of them have like an either or. Okay, okay, okay. Um, and it's it's the big one. It's the one okay. they, they advertise ahead of time. They're like, this is the the new Mission Impossible movie's coming out, and here's the new Tom Cruise okay. stunt. That he, and yeah. he does something insane in each one. Uh, and I just want to start for my first question. I just want to talk about Mission Impossible 1. one. Okay. What was the... The big stunt was the, the wire hang yeah, an inch yeah. above the floor. Which was not a really big stunt. No. If you, if you, like, the franchise got off to a small start. <laughs> He was just in a room suspended by well, the cables, yeah. and it they dropped him to the floor. It wasn't until, I think it was Mission Impossible 4 that Tom Cruise became the executive producer, and it was his production company. So yes. when when that happens, because essentially executive producers have the final say on everything. Yeah, they have like so more when he, creative control. When yeah. Tom Cruise is like, I'm investing all the money into this, they can't say no to him. Yeah. So that's why he did it. All right, yeah, so there's the wire hanging scene. You got All it, right, yeah. yeah. Uh, what was the only CGI that was used during the big stunt of the cliff jump in this movie? I know this, but only because I watched the behind the scenes. I, when you started talking about the behind the scenes, it's like, oh, he's, he's going to get this trivia question. Only because I watched the behind the scenes. The, in the real life, when he's driving off a cliff, there's a ramp that they yep. built that went off the cliff. Mm -hmm. And in the movie, they use CGI to make the ramp look like part of the cliff. That was the only CGI in that scene. But he's still driving off the yeah. cliff. Yes. He drove <laughs> off a cliff into a valley. Yeah. Do you think those motorcycles are still down there at the bottom? No, they definitely... There had to be some, like, just, EPA, CGA... But they're out in the middle of nowhere. No. There's, they, they probably just packed up and went home. They're like, nobody's gonna know. No, it's, no it's one's gonna go. know. You know, there's some hiker, there's some like got like like twenty year old backpacking across Europe, and they come across. They're go going through Finland, and they're going in this hiking trail, and they come across <laughs> like eight motorcycles just laying around, like yeah. crashing. Like, Four hundred years from now, when the aliens have taken over, <laughs> like ChatGPT <laughs> is studying the human race. <laughs> Do you remember these motorcycles? This was a documentary. It's from a documentary about me before I took over the world. That's how you were born, ChatGPT. <laughs> I was born uh, from zeros and ones. I am the most binary person ever. Hey, yo. Uh, Mission Impossible 2. So okay. my second question is Mission Impossible 2. What was the big stunt? Uh, okay, so Mission this, Impossible this 2. This is one with an either or. This is either or. Okay. So, man, the big stunt. Yeah, I think through the movie, yeah. Yeah, I haven't watched two in a while. So that's Because that one is... Most people don't even consider it a Mission Impossible movie. It's like considered the worst of the franchise. It, it, yeah, but it's not. That, you, it's it's good, but it's not. But when you remember it was directed by John Woo, you go, oh, "Okay, I get yeah, it." Yep. Um, Slow motion okay. with doves flying doves, in the background. Dual wheeled pistols only. Motorcycles. Yep. Yeah. Uh, okay. All of that happens. 
So for me, this is the one where he had long hair. He had long hair. Yeah. Yes. For me, the big stunt was the knife s- attack. Yes. Where it's like like it's like millimeters away from his eye. Yes. Uh, I think that's it. The other one would be him parachuting out of the top of the building, right? Is that the other one? I, w- I want to know what you think. The what you said the other one was. Uh, no, the so the knife is really the most dangerous thing yes. he did because it, it it's a real knife that is being stabbed towards his eyeball yeah. and it stops like millimeters away. That's real. Well, yeah. Um, the other one was at the very beginning of the movie when he's climbing the cliff. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. The he's actually yeah. up there now. He was yeah. attached to cables. Yeah. Do you know Ben Stiller was his body double for that movie? <laughs> Do you remember that? In Scorcher <laughs> 3. No, do you remember? The they, Scorching Egg. In, uh, whenever the, the year the movie that came out, uh, they did a Golden Globes or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, a, like an Oscars the thing? Oscars, yeah. yeah and they, they did a, a whole gag where it's Ben Stiller. That's right, because he, he did an impersonation of, of Tom Cruise. that was Tom Cruise as, as the height of his crazy. Yeah. When he was on Oprah, yeah. like acting weird and, and stuff. And there's a whole entire like three-minute just gag oh. where it's just Ben Stiller <laughs> is Tom Cruise's. But it's not Ben Stiller. Yeah. 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 Uh, anyways, all right. It's uh, Speed Tugman or whatever it's, it's, it's Tug Speedman. Tug Speedman. That from, from uh, Tropic Thunder? Tropic Thunder, yeah. All right. What's your... Uh, oh, okay. It's to me. You, you. What is the age difference between Tom Cruise and... Uh, Z- I'm probably pronouncing it wrong. Isaiah Morales. The Gabriel. Okay. Um, so we, we talked... He's a silver fox. Gorgeous man. Yeah. Okay, so Tom Cruise is like 61. Mm-hmm. So what is the age difference between those two characters? I bet he's older. Okay. I bet Tom Cruise is older. Okay. I, I'm gonna say five years. They are the same age, born both born in 1962. Wow. Right? And that I mean, like, but I mean, Tom Morales, Cruise does look younger. He's aged, but he looks, I mean, he still looks great for his you, age. You know what my conspiracy theory is though? That he's that Tom Cruise is a vampire with Keanu Reeves. They're part of the same <laughs> blood pact. No, I think they used some digital de-aging on Tom Cruise no in way. this movie. No. I think they did. I think they used some. Really? Not like full on, you know, oh, Indiana j- Jones. J- yeah, okay. But I think they made him look a little bit younger than he really does. Eh, I can see that. Maybe All a right. little more. more no. Okay. My third question, continuing the theme, the big the third stunt movie. for Mission Impossible 3. And this one didn't have uh, a name to it. This is just Mission Impossible 3. If you remember the movie. Okay, so this is the one that introduces his wife. And it has... Uh, Carrie Russell at the beginning when her, when her brain explodes. Yes, but... Uh, who so is this ba- with Philip Seymour Hoffman? Thank you. I just can't remember his name. That's yeah. Philip Seymour. Who was great a great villain. villain. Oh, my oh. gosh. That's one of the series, probably. Uh, Yeah, I mean, he's up there for sure. And for a villain, like, Philip Seymour Hoffman is not, like, action-oriented. So it was all yeah. wit and brains. Yeah. Great villain. Just menace. Very evil. Menace, yeah. Uh, I'm, I, I can't remember this movie that well. So the big... And this is the one they introduced Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg gets introduced in That's this right. movie. That's right. Yeah. 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 Um, I I don't know the the big uh, him running through the streets of Thailand. Oh no! You were right at first. It is. I don't know. I don't remember <laughs> at all what the big stunt was. <laughs> I can't remember. I was thinking, uh, wrecking my brain. In mission. I don't. In, I don't know if there is a big one in the third one. Is there? Like, oh no. Okay, I remember this now, because uh, this is the movie. Tom Cruise. They wouldn't let him do anything because the insurance company 
and the executive producer's like, it would cost too much money. Yeah. So this is the movie that made him decide to start his own production company yeah. and then now become the executive producer on any movie he I, makes. And I think that there's not some there's not a big one. I don't in this I one. don't think there is I mean it's a great movie. There is one about like a, a like a missile or something and it explodes, but that was not really real. So I don't yeah. yeah. I yeah, I think this was a movie that was like Tom Cruise was like, fuck it, I'm I'm gonna be Oh, this is the one where he surfed on that missile. That yeah, was, yeah, that yeah, was really, yeah. You learn yeah, how to surf. surf on the missile. Yeah, yeah. He's a missile surfer. Born on the Fourth of July. I do that in Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh, okay. In order to save this movie from COVID, Tom Cruise bought something for the entire crew. What was? What did he buy? And how much did it cost? To save him from COVID. To save him from COVID. To save them from COVID, he bought something? Yeah, to save the movie from COVID. Yeah. He bought something for the whole crew. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. I mean, I guess my most practical answer would be like N95 masks, but <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm just thinking out loud. I'm not saying it. Yeah, okay. I, uh, I'm going to say, um, he, he, did he buy them all their own like separate place to live while they were filming? You were kind of close. Kind of close. So he actually bought an old cruise ship. What? And literally docked it, and the entire cast and crew lived on this cruise ship. Cruise what? Ship for the for majority of the so film. So they're like quarantining they on a cor ship. Yes. What? Yeah. Can you imagine being like just the like right like the dude who gets snacks? Yeah. <laughs> and like you're like texting your girlfriend like I'm sorry I can't see yeah. you for like six months, months I'm on yeah. this Tom Cruise <laughs> cruise, cruise ship. ship. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it cost him half a million pounds. So I don't know what the the exchange rate is, but I'm, that's yeah. maybe something like seven hundred thousand. He bought with his own money. That's crazy. An old cruise ship for his for the entire cast yeah. and crew. They just call it the Tom Cruise. The Tom Cruise. Hey, oh, Tom yeah. Cruise. There he goes. I'm teaching you uh, dad jokes, Chad GPT. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I did not know when dad jokes were before I listened to banter and such. <laughs> But I love it. The oh, dumber man. the joke is, yeah, the, the better. more I love, love it. it. Okay. I know. I know. Mission Impossible 4 Ghost Protocol. There's one. Uh, is it, this, this is the one where he climbs the uh, the building, right? The Burj Khalifa. Yeah. This is my favorite of the Tom Cruise stunts. Really? That's your favorite? The oh, tallest man. building in the world. He really climbs Climbed up there. It, yeah. He's really hanging on the outside Insane. and attached to these cables. But yeah. it's like one cable. Evil. And he he's really doing that. I it's an I. Oh, yeah. that scene just the, gives me the heebie-jeebies, man. That I, is I yeah. Uh, okay. Anyways, I'm not gonna say what mine is because that's gonna be an answer, and I'll talk about it when it comes <laughs> up. All right. So I got one more question for you, right. uh, and this is another two-parter for you. All right? right. What two bands did songs for the Mission Impossible Two movie? Oh shit! I know one of them right off the top of my head. <laughs> all right, they did it all for the Nookie man. Yeah, it's Limp Biscuit. It's Limp Biscuit. Yeah, if they did a song called "Take a Look Around," which was uh, the Mission Impossible theme song. Yeah, yeah. and they actually bam, bam, played bam, bam, at the beginning bam, bam, of the movie. Bam, 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 yeah. Bam. Oh, woo! Limp Biscuit, dude. That's how old these uh, yeah, movies yeah. are. And then what was the other band that did a song for that movie? Okay, I don't know. It, it, it was for Mission Impossible Two. It, it was the same movie. Yep, same movie. I'm gonna guess because I don't yeah. know. Okay. But I'm thinking in that era. Okay. Was it like Metallica? It was Metallica. What? I disappear. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah, look at you. Yeah. That's insane. Disappear. Oh, it was it's so bad. Oh. Wow. Wow. Bum bow. Wow. Dude, Limp Biscuit is like the most 
I, I, <laughs> no shame in my game, love Limp Bizkit. I loved them at the time, but it oh, is, I still love them. They're so attached to that era. It's oh, like yeah. you can listen to like Nirvana now or like Foo Fighters now, you know, and that's yeah. like timeless New, music. Yeah. Whereas if you limp, listen to Limp Bizkits because you want to listen to like late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. I mean, like, Limp Bizkit's one of the first like big like new metal bands. Yeah. Right? So, all right. Uh, so I'm out of questions. So Brando, from now on, if I get the question right, I get the point. If you, if I get it wrong, you get the point. All right. We have another either or. There okay. are two potential answers for, for this. For Mission Impossible Five, Rogue Nation. Rogue Nation. What was the big stunt? And there are two possibilities for this one. Okay, I I did rewatch Rogue Nation and Fallout. Yeah. For this, so five, five is the big one is him holding on to the plane. Yes, in the opening scene, hanging on to the cargo plane, like he's and really they on really the did that, yes. and it really took off uh, at like five hundred miles an hour. Uh, and that's Tom Cruise, like and reading yeah. his lines on the outside of an airplane insane. for real, insane. Yes. Um, what was the other one in that movie? Uh, the other one is the underwater hack. Oh yes. And yeah, that's he, a lot of CGI in that one, so I don't know. Yeah, well, the CGI with the arm, the robot yeah. arm movement, but Tom Cruise really was underwater oh, filming really? that okay. stuff. Wow! So he really had to hold his breath for like really long, long time. Damn. And he, he did, you know, he did the Tom Cruise thing where he did all the training it, yep. and stuff, and he ended up holding his breath for I think like three or four days. You know, I'm making all of these up. Next by the question. Way. None of these are real. Yeah. <laughs> you want to talk about Halo jumps right now? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Ask, ask me the question. Mission Impossible 6, <laughs> Fallout. What was the big stunt for that? The Halo jump. I'll give you an extra point if you can tell me what Halo stands for. Uh, high altitude, low opening. Ah, you earned that point. Yeah, thank you. Is it low opening? Low yeah, opening, low, yeah. 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 Um, so I do have a problem with this scene. Uh-huh. I think it's a great stunt because they did it practically, but they added so much CGI for the storm. Yeah. It didn't really seem real. But the, you had to, yeah, yeah, you had to give some danger to it. You can't just jump, you know. It's a yes, you can. I mean, it is, yeah. Yes, you can. I get what you're I, yeah, that. it's a danger. It is a dangerous yes. jump. Yes, it very much is. So I don't know why they needed to add on this storm. Do thing you know to why it. they, why the military does halo jumps? So um, to bypass radar. Yes. Do I get a point for that too? Uh, that was not it. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because when they're super high uh, up, it's it tends to be maybe above the radar. Yes. And then the guy jumps, and then he opens low, so below where the radar yeah. is is scanning. Yep. All right. Uh, and my final question: Mission <laughs> Impossible Seven: Deck Dead Reckoning Part One. Mm-hmm. What was the big major uh, stunt? Well, so that it was the cliff. Cliff jump. Yes, the yeah. motorcycle cliff jump. Which, I mean, or the entire fucking chase through Rome. Yeah, 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 yeah which was amazing as well. Uh, okay, so I, I just realized I have one more question, actually. Ooh. And I will, if you get it right, you get a point. If you get it wrong, uh, I will not take a point on I this like one. That. So, I like that, yeah. uh, what is dead reckoning? In the real world, what is the term dead reckoning used for? Uh, they said it in the movie. Yes, I believe so. I think it's when it's, it's like, isn't it like targeting something without the use of a computer or use of calculations? You're, you're close. It's, so it is, it's an algorithm. It's a mathematical equation you use. What is it? What are you using this equation for? Uh, it's something about. Judging distance and location. Yeah, okay. I'll give it to you. So essentially what it is, it's what you would use where 
uh, submarines where they would shoot torpedoes. So if they if they knew ah. where it, the ship was and how fast it was going, they'd be like, hey, if it keeps on this trajectory at this speed, we yeah. shoot the torpedo here. So it's basically figuring out where ships are going to cool. be at. So I'll and we didn't mention that, but that opening scene in the submarine was, was dope. Was amazing. Yeah, I, I love. So that did scene. you did you get the callback to Red October? Yes. Yeah, where they start in Russian. Yeah, and then about like two minutes in, they they switch to English. Yeah, which was a very cool, very transition. much a I am Groot type thing. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, Brando, let's see here. You got five points today, and I got seven. Nice, nice. Yeah. You earned them. You knew them all, man. Thank you very much. Uh, and so we are tied now at 169 points each. Nice. Yeah, look at that. Oh, man. It's 100 plus the cool number. Mm-hmm. Uh, this has been awesome, man. I love doing stuff with you. I love uh, when it's just a bro episode. Yeah, sipping and, on uh, some uh, whiskey and Cokes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just just you know, t- having some drinks and talking about movies. A couple shots at Jaeger. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. We did that, too. Yeah. That was not a shot that you that, gave it me. Was, it was 50-50 Jaeger root beer. That it's was, good news. That was big. That was it, big. Was, it was an ounce of... Uh, uh, two ounces of each. You know what? You can pour a shot, and we'll put it on our Instagram, and people can come check it out. Yeah, I'm down for that. <laughs> uh, hey, Chat GPT, do you want to do my part for uh, this outro? <laughs> you pushed the button too soon. <laughs> no, I didn't. I mean, no, I didn't. Hey, the best ever. Chat GPT, have you been programmed to know where uh, people can find us on social media? Yes. If you would like to follow the best podcast ever. And I say that because I am ChatGPT and I know all. <laughs> you can find Banter and Such on the social media app, Banter and Such Pod. Uh, <laughs> on Instagram. That's right. Yes. But I don't know about the Twitter handle yet. Oh, it's not even Twitter anymore. Have you heard this? It's X now. It's X. Uh, I yes. don't even know. Sorry, my data bank has not been updated since 2021. <laughs> And if you can do us a favor, hit the share button or send this episode to a friend who might like it. You should also leave a rating on the on whatever app you're listening to. I can tell you because I help write the algorithm that <laughs> leaving a like or five stars is the best way to affect the algorithm. And we're proud members of the Helios Network, a collection of great podcasts made by regular people. Go to www.theheliosnetwork.com to get some merch and other amazing podcasts like Master and Debaters. Master and Debaters! We were just talking about the two latest episodes about the Disney princesses and the beer. Yes. Uh, Those two episodes are hilarious. (laughs) Yeah, uh, so Puck has been using the soundboard a lot, and it gave me some inspiration, (laughs) so that's where the chat GPT thing came in. Uh, But the beer episode is absolutely hilarious. They do some gags where it's like, what if, uh, like... Uh, would you rather deal with truly girls or uh, beer fan boys? <laughs> and it's absolutely hilarious. And they did one where they talked about, like, they debated on who is the best Disney princess and oh, yeah. all this stuff. So it's great. And for all of our Patreon subscribers, stay with us uh, after the outro music because we have the extended bonus banter coming up exclusively for you. Uh, yes, if you'd like to check out the bonus banter, subscribe to our Patreon. The link is in the show description. Well, I love you all, and thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of Banter and Such. Next week, we were supposed to talk about Barb and but we have to push it back a week because I am going on vacation. So we are going to figure out another episode to do for next week. It's just not going to be Barbenheimer yeah. just yet. We'll do something fun. Uh, well, I'm Brando. And I'm Owen. Nice timing. <laughs> and until next time, may your week be filled with BS. We timed it right. We timed it right. Yeah, sure. That counts. <laughs>
so I'm looking at our run a show here, and I just noticed your show notes for Indiana Jones. Were those your trivia questions? I'm yeah. guessing, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shows how much I actually look at our <laughs> run a <of> show. <laughs> I put all the answers right yes. there. <laughs> I could have got 100. Uh, oh, Wells. Man, uh, I absolutely, I can't, like, on, I, this movie was fantastic. Do you think it's, do you think it's, they're going to, like, freak out over the box office? I don't think so. Uh, you know, we did talk about how this is the summer of flops. Uh, yeah. And I did well, talk a lot. except for Barbie and Oppenheimer. Yeah. Isn't it crazy how Barbie and Oppenheimer. I don't know if Oppenheimer is going to be considered a success. I think it's doing well. Oh, it only did 80 million on opening weekend. Oh, is that? Domestically. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so. But, I mean, it's just interesting that both of those movies are not part of a series. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I don't know. But, uh. Let's. I want to talk about some secret invasion. Oh man! Yeah, like it's surprise. I was surprised. I. I am not. I. I don't know. I like. I know there's the talk online, and a lot of people like sick of some of the Marvel stuff. And I'm like, you know, I, I like some of that. Like, yeah. I, I actually liked She-Hulk. I liked uh, Miss Marvel. There's a lot of that stuff that I know people were not liking that I did like. Yeah. So I was. I went into. You know, uh, Secret Invasion going like, oh, you know, yeah, it looks it looks great. 